All right, guys. Today we have a great episode for you. We have one for the Honker fans. He's finally arrived and take over an episode. And we got one for the villains. We got Splatter Phoenix. She's finally here. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana. And I'm Mike Russo. And the very similitude of my endeavors is far beyond the grasp of your petty little bourgeois minds. <laughs> you know, I don't even understand half her dialogue in this episode, man. You know, it took me forever to pick just the right quote from her. <laughs> oh, man. But, Mike, we have a special guest with us today. You want to introduce her? Yes, we have a legend in our in our um, on our episode today. We have the great Katie Lee, the voice of Honker himself. Hi, oh, Katie. Thank you. Hi. I don't usually get introduced as the great Katie Lee, so I'm just going <laughs> to sit with that for a minute that's pretty nice thank you you've earned it you've earned it thank you so much oh uh, so katie you just got back from new york how was that oh it was beautiful it was i was in western new york and it's just all farms and rolling hills and victorian houses it's beautiful it's beautiful up there yeah it, lots of Kate, lakes and rivers mm-hmm. and, and katie you've been working on workshops for people who don't know or, or don't follow you can you explain what those workshops are real quick well, I'm working on a rotation of workshops. Basically, I have about three that I normally do. Uh, one is a workshop for toys and games and apps, voiceover workshops, uh, so people can learn what's required when you're doing games and apps and that sort of thing. Uh, that's really fun. And I've been doing a radio drama, an audio drama workshop, uh, just practicing you know, the theater of the mind. And the other one is animation workshop. I do uh, intro to animation and some advanced classes. It just depends. And really, my classes are for everybody because whatever level you're at, you know, I'll work mm -hmm. with you and help you get to the next level, basically. So I've been trying to do that every two weeks. I kind of got off schedule because uh, being in New York, just I forgot to think. I was busy working. On, <laughs> I was busy working on an audio drama uh, for about ten hours a day, so uh, that took most of my focus. And and then I did a, a in person workshop at Family Life Network in mm -hmm. New York. So we did we had a bunch of actors who were wearing masks. And well, uh, you really kept yourself busy. Uh, coronavirus hasn't stopped you. No, I've been actually, it's been great. I can't complain. And while I was gone uh, working on that job, I had some things on the road and now I'm back. And I actually just got booked to go back in the studio to work on a new show that I've been doing. Two, well, three. I did a Tom and Jerry yesterday. Hey. Oh, I, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I didn't Tom know they were still, I didn't know they were still doing Tom and Jerry yeah, stuff. That's nice to hear. New Tom and Jerry's, and this one is Tom and Jerry in New York. Oh, okay. Man. <laughs> All right. I'm a huge Tom and Jerry fan. It's brand new, and uh, I'm so thankful they asked me to play a little role. And we did that remotely, but um, I'll be going back into the studio to work on some dubbing stuff. So things are picking up, and everybody's being very careful. And I'm just, you know, keeping my fingers crossed and my hands washed. And well, that's the good thing about animation. You can keep doing it regardless. It's it's really a wonderful blessing. So if anybody's interested in my workshops, they can certainly go to my website, katielee.com or voiceofyourchildhood.com. <laughs> yeah, I got 
I got to sign my daughter up for one. She keeps asking me to sign oh, her up, but yeah, I got to get her anyway. Well, about every three, I'm going to try to do one just for kids. So mm-hmm. I'll do apps and toys for kids and animation for kids. Um, and maybe radio drama, people who outside of Darkwing Duck and Gummy Bears also know me as Connie Kendall on Adventures in Odyssey, which I've been doing for 32 years. On wow. And that's a faith-based show. And so a lot of the kids who've grown up listening or who are still listening, they want to work on some uh, audio dramas similar to that. So I'm going to do something that's just, you know, using some Odyssey type scripts. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. that's what's on the horizon. Yeah, Mike, for our listeners, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners know who Katie is outside of Honker and Darkwing. Uh, can you, like, plug what other characters she's voiced and stuff real quick, well, man? she just mentioned Gummy Bears, and on Gummy Bears, she was Sunny Gummy. I yeah. mean, I, th- I think you guys can hear that in her voice. Um, wonderful show that I think when is I very... Un- sunny, when I was Sunny, I was younger, so she sounded younger, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful show that actually holds up. I recommend people revisit it if they can. She was also Baby Rolf on Gummy Bears. I love that character. I think you mean on the Mother Babies. What did I say? Gummy Bears? Yeah. <laughs> on Mother <laughs> Babies. I'm sorry, Katie. Yeah, you were Baby Rolf. Yep. And uh, harder show to see now because Disney... It's, it's a whole rights problem with it, but um, you There's were wonderful no on that, too. problem. They just don't want to show it. Well... They should do something about that. Yeah, well, you guys write to your local Disney affiliate and tell them <laughs> on it. I will do that. Okay. Well, they got the new, <laughs> you know, they got the new Muppet Baby, so I think they think that's enough. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this episode, Mike. What episode are we talking about today? A Brush with Oblivion. Uh, now, this episode, I think, is the second episode where Honker shines, but yeah. the first one, he didn't shine like this one. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, he was being controlled by an alien hat throughout that first one. This mm-hmm. one, this one, he really is the hero. Oh, yeah, definitely. So th- this is the Honker takeover, in my opinion, and we get a villain that a lot of people love, is well-written. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into this episode. Uh, Mike, what's our production air date order? Uh, the original air date for this one was Saturday, November 23rd, 1991. Um, we're almost done with the Saturday morning shows. This is our second to last one. And it was 19th in production order, so it was a little bit of an early one. And um, should I do story editor and writer, Will? So, hey, guys, you know what? My husband would like to have dinner, so I'm going to cut out, but I have a friend who's going to stick around and help out with this, okay? Okay. Oh. wonder who's our friend. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hey, Honk. Hello. Honker. Yeah, I heard this show is about me, so I I totally wanted to watch it. All right. Hey, Honker, we about to talk about you, man. This is your episode. Well, I don't like people talking about me behind my back, so I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Honker. Well, uh, Honker, before we get into the episode, Mike's going to give us a little information about it, and then uh, we're going to get into your episode and ask you how did you feel and, how, you know, what was your reaction to certain scenes, man? Okay, well, Mike, I hope that you are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, Honker. Um, so the story editor in this episode was Carter Crocker. Uh, well, this was actually his first one by production order, but the last one to actually air. 
Um, a lot of the original story editors have started leaving at this point. Um, it was written by someone named Merith Shelger, Shelder. Um, the only only episode this person wrote, um, which is funny because this one's a really well written episode. Um, Probably he was went on to bigger and better things. <laughs> Actually, outside of a couple of episodes of Goof Troop, this person didn't do anything else. Mm. But it's so odd. This is just this one episode is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And in terms of animation, well, you want to take a guess where this one was animated? Uh, Japan? No, but you're close. Australia? Australia. Your favorite. I, th- <laughs> I think this is the best Australia show. Absolute best Australia show. Lots of great animation. And what I love about it, see, I was an art major in college, and I always loved art, even as a kid. I went to all the museums in New York on field trips. I studied art. I love this episode for all the paintings and how the animation has the characters going into these paintings and drawing like the art styles. It's a really visually creative and ambitious episode. And Australia does a fit. It is honker. Mm-hmm. Yes, Honker, it really is educational. I'm glad, Mike, you can cover that because for our, our listeners, I know nothing about art. All I know is Van Gogh, Picasso, Da Vinci, the Mona Lisa, and that's about it. <laughs> I'll name the paintings as we get to them. Okay. Well, Honker, you got to be in some of these paintings. That must have been crazy. I did. It was frightening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you handle it like a champ, though. Oh, Thank yeah. You. So I think I think it's plot time, guys. All right, let's get into the plot. So we start off at the art museum, and we got Goss. She's mocking the, some of the painting. Tank is teasing her, and Honk is showing everyone his painting. What was his painting called, Mike? It was called Crusty Flakes to the Fourteenth Power. It was really awesome, wasn't it? Oh, it yeah. was a really good painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then along comes Herb and is like, oh, this painting will be worth a fortune. And I, I love the commentary, how parents talk about each other behind their backs, how Darkwing's like, that's kind of obsessive parenting. It is, um, has to be an ha- unhappy home life. You know, it, it, and it's like, um, then Goslin shows Drake her painting, which is two dinosaurs fighting. And Launchpad says, what kind of home life does that suggest? And Darkwing is like, it's just a painting. He got yeah, called on it. Be defensive sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but but then we get Honker, and he he notices a a special person in the background of a painting. He does notice something. Mm-hmm. Um, as Honker is checking out what's going on, we uh, meet a museum curator, um, a, a pig. Um, I want to mention his voice actor. Um, there, this this voice actor plays two characters in this episode. Um, he's this is Michael Greer. Born 1938, passed away in 2002. Um, interesting fact about him, he was the first openly gay actor to appear in Hollywood films. He was an actor, comedian, cabaret performer. Um, this pig is an okay voice, but the voice he does later in the episode is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his only Disney voice. His only other animation role was in the show Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa, which I know nothing about. I just know it aired after Darkwing on ABC. That's how I know it even exists. Um, so, yeah, we have the museum curator. Uh, Will, tell us about what Honker sees in the painting. Uh, he sees, well, he does, we can't name the person yet. Uh, no. But he sees a female running around in the painting, and he creeps up to it. Like, Honker has a little courage at the very beginning. We're not used to that yet. No. 
And um, really quick, since I'll name the paintings as we get to them, this painting is the famous husband and wife farmer painting called American Gothic. Like, it's, it's, you, you, you know it as soon as you see it, the husband and wife with the pitchfork. And yet as a character in this painting, how did you feel seeing this woman crawl out of the painting, Honker? Well, I just caught her out of the corner of my eye, and it was very suspicious. Yeah, you had to check your glasses to make sure you weren't seeing things. I know. I didn't know exactly what it was. Nobody wants to listen to you. Binky shushes you. The curator tells you to be quiet. No, and then this... as a matter of fact, I, had to, I took a screenshot. I took a special recording of my line because actually Sonny Gubby said the same line in a Gubby Bears episode, so you might hear it because Honker says, nobody ever listens to me. <laughs> oh man and they so, should always listen to honker man honker's always on it man everybody should listen to honker mm -hmm. well they don't because i don't know why maybe i'm just too short well <laughs> you've gotten darking out of trouble way too many times for people not to listen to you mm -hmm. i agree so this woman comes out of the painting um, great design. I'm not going to name her until, should we name her well? Or should yeah, we yeah, name? yeah, let's go. Cause you know, the, the listeners want to hear the name now. Okay. So this villain's name is Splatter Phoenix. She is mentioned only once in passing in this episode and she's never mentioned again. We get her name about halfway through, so we shouldn't wait till they name her. Her name is Splatter Phoenix, but you guys know who she is. Um, she comes out of the painting, draws a door on the case of a statue, steals the statue and leaves. Mm -hmm. huh. So poor Honker You're trying mm -hmm. so hard to get people to pay attention to you Right, but they're not No yeah. He's blamed for it Yeah, the curator sees the missing statue Immediately blames Honker uh, Luckily Drake comes to your why. aid Yes, Honker? I don't know why he blames me I know, right? Yeah, but luckily, you know, Drake holds you upside down, drops the books out of your book bag, and says, you know, he, he doesn't have it on him. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite scenes, um, both in the way, you know, Honker, both what happens next, and the animation is great, too. Um, all the characters ask Honker what he saw, and you can't get the words out. You're stammering, you're going, um, 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 um. And then Drake comes over, and he says, this is my favorite Drake scene in the episode. He said, it's true that Honker here is a shy child, but I've dealt with this thing before. Honker, spit it out! <laughs> and Honker, oh, you just let it loose, like air out of a balloon. You just spit it out. It's, he scared it's, the words out of me. That, Drake has to do that sometimes, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Yep. And I do like the cuts to a shot of everyone just staring at you, Honker, and Drake's eyes... He's blinking and looking back and forth like, I didn't catch any of that. Um, and then weirdly, Drake says you're lying. You'd think he would know better than that. Yeah. Because everybody you know? trusts Goz, man. I mean, not Goz, but Honker. Everyone trusts Honker. But then Goslin makes the mistake of saying she tried to teach Honker to lie. Mm -hmm. Which Binky and Herb aren't happy about. Yep. She's, so, she's a bad influence. Yeah, so Honker, you get punished. Yeah, oh, they don't want me to be with her. No, she's your only friend, and that's not very nice. But you know what? You know how your parents are. So yeah. um, I like this next scene with Herb. It's really, really great. I, he's Jim Cummings is amazing. 
Herb, Herb lays out the punishment. No TV, no going out to play, no TV, no food, no water, no sunlight. <laughs> and then Vicky's like, Herb. And Herb says, well, I guess we'll still feed you. <laughs> oh, okay. So who comes into the room once Herb and Binky leave well? Uh, Goslin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do they do? They sneak back into the museum. Yep. I love the art direction here. The museum's all dark for the rest of the episode. It's actually kind of creepy, sneaking around the museum. Mm-hmm. So it isn't long before they find Splatter Phoenix, is it? No, not long at all. No, she comes out of the Washington Crossing, the Delaware painting. And um, like like you said at the beginning, you don't understand most of her dialogue. And I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I won't have you Enfant's terrible wrecking my plans. Enfant's terrible is French for unruly children. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand half the her dialogue in this episode. She, she yeah. loses me a lot of the time. She's well, very that- artsy. Mm-hmm. She has quite a vocabulary, too. Uh, Splatter was voiced by Danny Stahl. Uh, I can't find too many acting credits from her, aside from this episode, an episode of Bobby's World, and the movie Clueless. Uh, but the voice Splatter has is so great. Mm-hmm. It works really good with the dialogue, too. Um, unfortunately, Splatter came back later, and Danny Stahl did not play her in that follow-up episode. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does Splatter Phoenix do to Goslin, Will? Uh, she starts chasing them, and she throws like this pink paint, ro- uh, like a rope, and uh, which is kind of cool in this scene because this is the fastest I've ever seen Honker move. Like he out, he outran Goss, and she's the athlete. Yeah, hon- <laughs> Honker, you book it a lot in this episode. It's called a lasso or a lasso. lasso. Oh, a lasso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Honker, you have all those books. You you know the you know the definition of everything. Um, <laughs> so Splatter Phoenix traps Goslin in um, whose painting is this? In Pablo Picasso's Guernica. That's the name of the painting Goslin's stuck in. It's an abstract painting, so Goslin looks all hideous and all flat. So Honker runs off to tell Drake. Mm-hmm. How's that go, Will? Uh, it doesn't go too well. He thinks Honker is still lying. Yeah, I, I like I said, you'd think Drake would believe him. That's yeah. you know, and Drake says, you know, Goslin's up in her room. He calls up to Goslin. No one's there, so everyone heads back to the museum. Actually, before they do that, we have a really quick scene with Splatter Phoenix and a back alley art art uh, art dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the statue she stole, she's trying to sell on the black market, and he can only give her seventy five dollars. And he has this really, really great line. It's one of my favorite lines. He says, hey, what can I say, sweets? If the neo-postmodernist backlash hadn't caught pre-any realism in his wake, you'd be sitting pretty. Um, It's such a technical line. It's very well written. And then she decides that she wants to steal the Mona Lisa to get real cash. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, now we head back to the museum, Will. Yeah. Uh, he still doesn't believe, uh, Drake still doesn't believe Honker, uh, and LP realized Goss is in the painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so she's in the painting, and they catch a glimpse of Splatter Phoenix running down the hall. Mm-hmm. So, well, Honker, it's Darkwing time. Yep. Okay, this is one of my favorite Darkwing entrances, because it would be, since I was an art major. He says, I am the tube of cadmium yellow that's impossible to open. 
It's so great. And before he can say, I am Darkwing Duck, she traps him in a vase. Um, this next run of dialogue I'm going to quote in full because it's so, so great. And it's my favorite dialogue in the entire episode. Which she I says, didn't understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> she says, what havoc spawns when art appeals to the general middle brow tastes? And, and Launchpad's like, what did he say? And then Splatter says, the verisimilitude of my endeavors is far beyond the grasp of your petty little bourgeois minds. And Launchpad goes, well, hey, stealing, stealing. And then Darkwing goes, you may bamboozle my less illiterate friend, but I am another matter altogether. And Splatter says, I'll bypass that blind spot if you confront the fact that I work well above society's simplistic roles. And Darkwing goes, well, hey, stealing, stealing. <laughs> it's, like the dialogue again like that's such great writing i understand what she's saying it's not gibberish but it's so well written that even darkwing doesn't get it mm -hmm. okay so let's continue on will all right so now we're at the part where uh darkwing had a hard time understanding splatter and then splatter creates a door to escape they're they're after her mm -hmm. it's not a real door though he crashes right into it mm -hmm. she she painted it real quick through the wall and took off very wily coyote. Yep. And Goss is trying to get them to hurry up. She's still stuck. My face hurts, she says. Mm -hmm. So um, so Darkwing kind of gets himself in trouble. He goes to actually remove the painting from the wall. Like, he's technically trying to steal the Guernica, one of the most famous paintings of all time. And the, um, the cur curator catches him in the act. So Darkwing realizes, okay, now I have another reason to catch this villain because I don't want to go to prison either. Um, so they take after Splatter, and this is where the episode gets good, because now they climb into paintings. Mm -hmm. Like, this is great. Um, so Splatter escapes into a Cubist painting uh, done by George Brock, and Launchpad and Darkwing head inside too. Darkwing says, let's get surrealistic. And, well, tell us about the fight that happens inside of this painting. We look kind of like Pac-Man, don't we? They yeah. yeah. And these monsters are really cool, too. Mm -hmm. These big cubist monsters with, like, blockheads. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting chased by them, and uh, Splatter's taking off, though. And she, she still has dialogue. I don't understand her, though, okay. man. <laughs> yeah, her, basically, she, she basically gives her origin. She came up with um, chemicals to control art, mm -hmm. but she says her depleted finances stopped her from showing the world what she can truly accomplish. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm broke. She says, and she <laughs> wants to steal the Mona Lisa and get the funding for her, you know, for her crazy artistic projects. That's her whole scheme. But of course, she says it's so technical that like you're not even going to understand it. Yeah. But uh, then they finally end up in the painting where Goss is, right? Mm -hmm. They defeat the monsters, end up back in Guernica, save Goslin. And, and uh, um, this is hon Honker. This is when you show up and you actually say the villain's name. Splatter Phoenix. And you say it so offhanded. Like, it's the only time anybody mentions it, Honker. You're just like, I found Splatter Phoenix. And, okay, <laughs> I guess that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her name's never mentioned again. No, just... That is kind of weird, huh? How I would know that. She <laughs> never says it. <laughs> Unless Honker named her. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, um... see, I came up with her name, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Darkwing, Launchpad, and Goslin end up inside Goslin's painting. Mm -hmm. 
which it's like just it looks like something an eight-year-old would paint. It's like so demented, the T-Rex and the and the lava and the volcano. And Darkwing takes one look at what they're surrounded by and he goes, I gotta have a long talk with that girl. Um so well, Will, what happens next? We get Honker and Honker's he he's stepping up. He's stepping up to the plate. He's no mm-hmm. longer yeah, he's like I, I'm like, he's about that now. He's gonna go after Splatter himself. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> yeah, he almost makes it into a painting, and the curator nabs him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Honker, you ended up in jail. Usually, only Darkwing ends up in jail. I know it's very unusual for that to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, of all people, and your father's ready to ground you right away. No, her life. He's <laughs> always ready to ground everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, Herb can't see the forest for the trees. Uh, he says, you're grounded for life. And I think the next scene might be the cruelest thing Tank has ever done to you. Mm-hmm. He he acts like he's a big hero. He's your big brother. He's going to help you out. Uh, he puts a pillow under your blanket. You know, there's you. And he lets you leave out the window. And as soon as you're but gone. He tells on me. He tells on you. Mom, dad, Honker ran away. Yeah, he ratted him out, man. That's not cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, Honker, but your brother's a jerk. I know. I know. Um, That's why I'm usually over at Goslin's house. You spend a lot of time there. <laughs> but, you know. Goslin's only listens to you. If it wasn't for Goslin listening to you, this alien hatch would have taken over the whole Earth. No um, yeah, geez, those alien hats. Um, so we're back at the museum again, still in Goslin's painting, when Splatter decides this painting is devoid of all artistic merit. The only solution to this painting is to cover it in turpentine. Mm-hmm. And we all know turpentine dissolves paint. And... Um, she throws turpentine all over the painting, and Darkwing Goslin and Launchpad get washed away. Yep. But then we get Honker, man. He's he's demanding things from Splatter now. Oh, Honker, you walk right up to Splatter and you yell at her. You you say, "Get them out of there now!" Where did you work up the courage to do that? Well, I that was my best friend, and I didn't want her to disappear. <laughs> but Splatter turn so creepy to face you and then you backpedal and you say please <laughs> yeah, because you should say please you should say please absolutely and as for someone else who needs to learn a little manners along comes a curator again still blaming you mm-hmm. and that's when splatter phoenix makes her move on the mona lisa yep she steals the mouth this mouth is also voiced by michael greer I love this voice. It I sounds like I, Martha Ray, if you know who Martha Ray is. Yes, yes. It's it's such a great voice coming out of this mouth. It's not something I'd expect to hear on Darkwing Duck. But this mouth won't shut up. Hey, what do you think? I'm a finger painting? And so that's when Splatter Phoenix, is, Phoenix escapes into Salvador Dali's uh, Persistence of Memory. Oh, I love this painting. It's one of my all-time favorite paintings. And Honker, you go after her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and again, Disney Australia, the drawings are so great. I love how, like, all the characters inside this painting have, like, separated arms and legs and gigantic one solitary eye. Like, the art style is so fantastic in this one. And um, so, Will, Honker gets a hold of something while he's in this painting. 
Yeah, he gets that paintbrush. Yeah, He's about so to now fight back. <laughs> him and Splatter are armed. Mm-hmm. And um, I like this scene. This is very, very trivial, but I like the way the lips fly out in the air and go, I have all I can take off for you, and then bites her right in the butt. <laughs> Just the animation on this little pair of lips is so well done. I love Disney Australia. They're this so the, great. This is the painting where they were looking like Cyclops, right? Yes. Okay. This is the painting that's famously known for the melting clocks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Salvador Dali was great. Turns out Darkwing Goslin and Launchpad are okay. They're fine. They escaped. They lost their color, but they escaped. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Honker, you use your paintbrush to color everybody in. Yep. And not very well, though. Uh, you're so smart. So I totally forgive you. Darkwing grabs the paintbrush and paints everybody. So, off I we go after... i more colorful character than I am. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So everybody has their color back, and they take off after Splatter Phoenix. They end up in a Pierre Mondrian line painting. That's the one that looked like the Atari, right? Yeah, it's just (laughs) straight lines up and down. The characters are drawn very simplistic. I do love this scene. It's like, it's really perfectly done. And they're all taken off after Splatter, and Launchpad's stuck on an escalator, and Darkwing gets crushed. It's a really good scene. I just love the art style here. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they end up in a Jackson Pollock splatter painting. Um, again, I love Jackson Pollock. He's such a great artist. And cute little thing they do. Splatter Phoenix paints a wrecking ball, th- throws it at Darkwing, and when Darkwing crashes into the wall, he cracks the frame of the painting. Mm-hmm. Very clever. So, Honker, now is your time to shine. You get a hold of that paintbrush. Do you remember what you do? Um, no. It's, t- it's time for Splatter Phoenix to pay. Yep, you paint a bow and arrow. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> you get her. Like, the look on your face when you realize you're going you're gonna to win this battle is and so great. And it gets on fire because it's flaming. It's mm-hmm. a flaming arrow, and she, she had painted a bomb. And yeah, you light her bomb. Yeah, make it explode. Yes, boom, huge explosion throws everybody out of the painting. And uh, Goslin notices the lip stuck to your forehead, Honker. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Darkwing and Launchpad handcuff Splatter Phoenix, take her to jail. Darkwing has one great closing line. From now on, the only art you'll be making is license plates in prison. Um, so they're gone. We'll see Splatter Phoenix a while from now. So what happens with Tank, Mike? What happens with Tank though at the end? Okay, so everyone shows <laughs> up. Binky's ready to baby you, Honker. You know, she's but... my mother and she loves me. Yeah, she'll forgive anything. She's a sweetheart. Herb still wants to punish you though, and Tank is totally for it too. Like Tank is like the kid's nothing but a liar, and the lips, the Mona Lisa lips, bite him around the beak. Like he totally deserves that, and the lips. Validate Honker. He mm-hmm. says, this kid is no liar. And the lips say, would I lie? And then back on the painting. And Mona Lisa gives the audience a wink. And we're done. Yep. Yep, Honker. because truth always prevails. Well, that's a, and that's the moral of the story, too. Yeah, you, ha- you got to listen to people, you know. Honker, you told the truth. And this, this is your shining episode. Thank like, you for noticing. 
Like if someone said to me, you know, I want to see the best Honker episode, I would choose this one with absolutely no hesitation. Yeah, this is by far the best Honker episode. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and even, he gets even more than when I got to wear a leather jacket. It'd be tough. Oh, when you well, you did that twice. You did that when you um turned into Spec, and you did that in the Negaverse too. Yeah, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? That, yeah, that, that was awesome. We just actually reviewed that episode a couple of weeks ago. The Negaverse. Yeah, you were telling <laughs> everyone to shoot Darkwing on sight and rip him to shreds and burn him into fiery ash. Honker, <laughs> that was a side of you. I know you were playing a Negaverse character, but you really let it go in that episode. Well, you sometimes you just have to. You you played a great role in the series. I can't picture Darkwing Duck without you, buddy. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. And I think we should rate this one. All Will, right. would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first, man. This is obviously a tier one episode. No uh, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Uh, Honker, this is really a great episode, man. Uh, Honker, we see so many emotions out of Honker. We see him scared. We see him shy. We see him build courage. We see him frustrated. He's all over the place. Like, this is a whole different side of Honker we've never seen before. He's and then we one dimensional like some of those paintings. nope yeah and then you know honker you know we see we hardly ever see honker even get into trouble and we see him getting into trouble we see him sneaking out he's being a hero man you know just honker himself we haven't even talked about the villain yet i'm saving that for when we rate the villain but yeah this episode is easily four and a half uh you know the 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 artistic and the story the how well this episode is written and it's kind of good to get a break from Darkwing being the main character it's really good you know it works yeah we get you know the show is Darkwing Duck and he's he's in every episode once in a while he can step back yep so right, my so rating mm-hmm. so my rating um I'm I'm giving this one a five okay a perfect score all right I don't That's need because to because you're an art major exactly. <laughs> And it's and no, I'm not going to go into the honker stuff. Will you said it bet You said it great. I couldn't. Basically, I'd be repeating you. Um, mm-hmm. But a great villain. We'll rate her in a minute. But a great villain. But I think also a big reason I love this one is the Disney Australia animation fits the subject matter so well. This is their best Darkwing episode. The expressions, the animation on all the characters is phenomenal. The adaption of the the paintings, the Guernica, the persistence of memory, all these paintings, you can learn things from this episode. It's such an ambitious show mm-hmm. that if this one was handled by Sun Wu, I mean, geez, Will, could you imagine it being done by Kennedy? <laughs> it would have been oh, ruined. Oh, this is this is Australia's Darkwing masterpiece for sure. And again, villains great, Honker. This is this is your show. This is where you shine. And it's one of my all-time favorites. I don't know if it's in my top five, but it's still so great, I have to give it a five. Now, I know uh, Getting Antsy is Katie's favorite episode. Honker, is this your favorite episode? Well, oh, I don't know about that. Um, I'd have to think about it, but I don't I don't know. It's one of the first ones, so... Okay, and, so it's up there. And I, got, <laughs> and I got to go to the, you know, the Pee Wee Golf Course. That was fun. <laughs> you're good at that too uh-huh. yeah, killing it. better than launch pad <laughs> alright so let's get into this villain now Mike you want to go first okay so here's the, here's the thing with Splatter Phoenix 
normally when I read a villain, I take this villain's entire body of work into account, you know? I mean, I wasn't going to rate Quacker Jack just on Days of Blunder. That wouldn't have been fair. But the problem with Splatter Phoenix, she was only in two episodes. And I'm going to be frank, I don't like her comeback episode. And I think she was a much, much lesser character and wasn't even voiced by Danny Stahl on that one. So I'm only going to rate Splatter based on just this one episode. Okay, so we'll, we'll rescore her. Who voiced her in the other one? Andrea Martin. Oh, yeah. That's who I remember. And, and you know, it's, and the, the, the voice actor changes and isn't the reason I dislike that episode. There are, there are other reasons. But I only want to rate her on this one. Okay. Splatter so we'll re- Phoenix, I'm going to give a four and a half. I know mm-hmm. that might seem high, but I think there's so much story potential with her. Mm-hmm. The voice is great. The design is fantastic. And her abilities just lend so much visually to the episode that you could bring her back so many times and do all these great things with her if you really wanted to. She's like Camille Chameleon. There's lots of untapped potential there. So mm-hmm. honestly, four and a half. And I'm, and I'm totally confident in that score. How about you, Will? Okay, because we're throwing out the second episode. You said to throw out the second episode. We're going to just rate her on this one. Yep. I'm going to give her a perfect score, surprisingly. Whoa. Uh, she works really well as a villain for Honker, especially Honker, because, you know, he's so articulate. He's so smart. And I can't even understand half the dialogue she's saying. So to me, that works perfect with Honker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they they really contrast each other. And the the visual of her just jumping from painting to painting. And it is like it seems like they can't catch up to her. And Honker's the only one. And it's a simple solution. He just gets a paintbrush. Only Honker could think of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got to give her a perfect score for just this episode, though, man. For Just for this episode, she's getting a perfect score from me. I wow, love Splatter. You went, you went above me. Mm-hmm. Good job, Will. I think uh. she deserves it. <laughs> Hunker, you got anything you want to say about Splatter? I don't like her. <laughs> you don't like her? <laughs> Hunker, out of curiosity, which, which of Darkwing's foes are you most afraid of? There's so many of them. Um, I think just the... I'm more afraid of Kang, actually. No. I'm okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because those other guys are after Darkwing, but Tank is after me. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Isn't it funny how all of Darkwing's foes ignore you, Launchpad, and Goslin, and only go after Darkwing? Right. Well, yeah. don't give ne- don't give Negaduck a reason to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, what episode we got coming up next, man? Okay, so um, we have a fun one coming up next. We get the sky's the limit. Um, mm-hmm. a great Negaduck show. Um, mm-hmm. just really funny, really fast pace, lots and lots of fun. Um, join us next week for that one. Okay. All right, but before we sign off, I got to give a thank you to Honker and Katie Lee. Thank you so much for being on here for this episode. You're welcome. She's she's busy in the kitchen. Oh, okay. She's a, she getting dinner ready, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hey, Honker, man, really appreciate you being on here. Uh, I think you've been the, the 
the kid with uh, with the longest age range of being nine years old forever. So <laughs> don't grow, don't grow, stay who you are. And uh, I've met Katie several times at these conventions. Lovely, lovely person. Uh, I hope I get sweetheart. to meet you one day. Yeah. Uh, hopefully these conventions open back up so we can see her again, man. That would be really nice because she likes to go to them. She told me and she loves meeting everybody. <laughs> well, I hope I get to meet her one day. I do hope things get back to normal or as normal as they can get. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's that's our life. Okay, so we got sky, uh, the sky's the limit next. Uh, Mike, but for the people who are listening to us for the first time, where can they find us at, man? We are so lucky we're on almost every major podcast app. Well, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Pocket Cast Radio Public. We are on YouTube. And, of course, watch our YouTube page and subscribe to it for our virtual panel and all sorts of fun Darkwing goodness. Uh, you can speak into your um, Echo, and she will play the newest uh, episode for you there. We're also on iHeartRadio and Pandora and lots of other apps. Just too numerous to name. And do you have any shout outs tonight? Yeah, man. I want to give a shout out to our buddies, uh, Kevin Wayne Smith, uh, Jordan Ferber. I hope I pronounced your last name correct, uh, Jordan. Uh, they're going to be checking us out on the uh, on our uh, St. Canard Files Zoom chat. Uh, so, Mike, you haven't met them yet. I only spoke to them before, but I haven't met them in person yet either. So they should be joining us soon. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Katie Lee, man. Thank you so much for being on here. Uh, really appreciate that. And I thought it'd be different to have her on here as Honker instead of, um, you know, just being herself and just hanging out and doing interview because we've already interviewed her before. So I'd like, hey, let's switch it up, you know? Yep. All right. So, Mike, man, that's it for this episode, which was a great Saturday morning episode. And guys, make sure stay dangerous. Good night. Bye.